You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. Well, it's a police box. What on earth are you doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it? Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Blossom, yes, Blossom. That's the only sad thing. I want to know what happens next. Right then. Doctor, whoever I'm about to be. Tag. You're it. Hey there, Whovians. Welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, folks. We are back, and we are going back to the Third Doctor era, and we are looking at Monster of Paladon. That's right. It's the second in the Paladon series. Is there really a Paladon series? I don't know. One Doctor Who. (laughs) But it also is the second to final story of the Third Doctor. And he has uh, Sarah Jane Smith as his companion, and it'll be a lot of fun to talk all about this one. And we have a great crew, of course, as always. We have, of course, Ms. Mary Ogle here. Hi, everybody. It is so fantastic to be here. And, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon is here. Howdy. You ready for some fun Doctor Who tales tonight, my friends? <laughs> yes. Well, tales anyway. Wait, wait. Uh, so, so we're not covering Monster of Peladon? No. Just... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yes. Hey, that was that, that. That was harsh. That was harsh. Sorry. No, I even think from you, you Mike Gordon, that was very harsh. <laughs> wow. 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 Boy. Yep. We are going back to the wonderful year of 1974. We are looking from March 23rd till April 27th. Six episodes, folks. We had to sit through six episodes of the monster of Palatine. (laughs) Exactly. So it was, it was an interesting story. Um, a lot of, you know, familiar scenery walking through caves and the palace. Pretty much they used the same set that they had for the first time around. They pretty much used the same story as the first time around. Yeah, pretty much. With with a lot of the same characters. Um, to a point. Um, you know, you had the wonderful Alpha Centauri, 
And instead of the king, you had his daughter, the queen. And yeah, she did nothing. Most of the folks in this story didn't do <laughs> did, anything. Did nothing. Even Sarah Jane. So, oh, I was actually really disappointed with Sarah Jane in this one. And this is probably like the first storyline that I felt that way that I've seen of hers. Yeah, I was very sad to see how Sarah Jane was used or not used in this story. And in fact, she was kind of whiny in this story. Which and is so unlike her character. Yeah, it didn't feel like Sarah Jane at all. Mm -mm. I wonder if it, the story was written for someone like Joe Grant or something and they just kept the script or something after Katie left. Yeah, it's, it's possible. Yeah. And they just said, okay, let's just throw in here and everything. Oh, you got to see, you know, the doctor do some amazing stunt work and sword fighting, sword fighting, his judo. And, you know, it was, it was interesting. Let's just say that. So, uh, it was nice to have the ice warriors back and the evil ice warriors on top of it. Because the last time we had them back, which was the curse of Paladon, was they were the good guys. They weren't bad in that because they were part of the Federation. Yeah, they are not the good guys here. Nope. So that opens up a question. Okay, first of all, I'm going to, um, I know that we've, we watched and reviewed Curse of Paladon. Um, yes. I don't know how long ago that was, but I had completely forgotten it. So that when this started, I was like, man, this seems like I've seen this before. That's because you um, have. <laughs> um, and uh, so it took me a little while to like, I, you know, after the first episode, I'm like, I had to stop and like say, okay, let me look and see what's going on here. So, I mean, have I seen this before? So then I looked and up the, the original one. And, uh, and of course, that one features uh, the Ice Warriors as well, which leads me to wonder, the Ice Warriors... I've always thought of them as just a Mars-based uh, race. So at some point, they left Mars and mm -hmm. expanded? Or is this supposed to be, like, really, like, far away in, in, in the history? Oh, you you actually... This before or after? Yeah. This, is after this is before they went yeah. to Mars or after? Yeah, that's my well, question. Is, like, because... Yeah, because it seems like did they leave Mars and then make an empire somewhere else, or um, or are they if they're still on Mars, if that's still their base, then this must take place way in the past, right? Yes and no. Because <laughs> I mean, why me? <laughs> wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. There were times when they they were when they first appeared that they were trying to invade Earth. During the second Doctor era. From Mars. And then they, yes, from Mars. Okay. Yeah. And then in the 12th Doctor era, they were on the moon in the 1800s. As you and, do. As you do. And that, that the, at the end of it, the 12th Doctor introduced them to the Federation at, for possible membership. And then, you know, then these stories, the Peladon stories, take place in earth's oh, future i had forgotten about that we had a little prequel yeah there and so basically the only if you if that's that's the order technically you have to go so you go second doctor 12th doctor then third doctor 
with it because you don't see the ice warriors at all. You see them in the comics and such, but you don't see them at all until you get to um, the 12th doctor after this storyline. This is the last time you see them. Actually, no, it's didn't, the 11th didn't doctor. Matt Smith have an yeah, ice warrior that's what exactly the, the one ice warrior on the submarine. Yeah. Cold war. Cold war. And then, then you saw the, them, but that, they didn't say when that was in the order. So yeah, I don't think they yeah. said anything about the history on that one. No. So, but that's how, that's the order. Technically it goes. Okay. So it and sounds like they originated on Mars, but they, they branched out Mars. because of in, the 12th doctor. I'm looking at their Wikipedia. Cause we all know that's hundred percent accurate. Um, <laughs> oh, Wikipedia says, is always true folks. It said the ice warriors originated on Mars. Uh, which in, within the series is, narrative is a dying world. Their early appearances depict ice warriors as attempting to conquer Earth and escape their planet as early as Earth's ice age. Right. So that's in a way in the past. Um, right. But a they frozen got, group but they are discovered. Frozen. Right. But yeah. By uh, them. And that's their first appearance. Um, despite this not being the name of their species, an ice lord later refers to his soldiers as ice warriors in Monster of Paladon. So that's the first time they are actually called ice warriors, I guess, is in this serial. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just say that, uh, you know, subsequent appearances have depicted them as uh, having issued violence and even ally himself with the doctor. So, um, so it's not really clear. And here anyway, like exactly what their history is. Um, So, uh, but I just was trying to place this, whether this was, I knew it wasn't Earth on Earth, although they do mention Earth. Um, So I figured it, right. I figured I would, it would be sometime in the future, but I don't know. It just seemed like this, not on Earth, but it's still in the past because of, you know, what I knew about the ice warriors and, no, this, uh, this, these stories are in the future ah. of Earth. Gotcha. Because the Federation, Earth is a fo- one of the founding members of the, fa- the yeah, Federation. Yeah, they talk about Earth being part of the Federation. Right, so, right. Well, of course. I mean, we all see Star Trek. We know that Earth right. is like the center <laughs> of the Federation. Well, duh. Come on. Every, that... time you, every time they say Federation, you're thinking <laughs> Starfleet, right? Like you're thinking like Star Trek. Um and, Don't let uh, Kirk find out about this. I mean, the original series had already come and gone at this point. Um, yes. When they, and they probably didn't feel like, you know, they didn't have any problem mining from it because they never felt like, well, that show's never going to come back. <laughs> like, it's 1974, you know. It, they do the uh, the original series is gone by then. And I think the animated series, if I'm not mistaken, Mike, is going on or aired yep. by this. 73, 74. Right. So, uh, so, I mean, I guess it's got some legs, but I mean, Doctor Who is like, yeah, we've been around for a while. That's just a flash in the pan over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Doctor Who okay. already was on its 12th season. <laughs> Star Trek stole the Cybermen and turned them into the Borg. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, isn't payback a bitch trade sometimes. back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was that, I was trying to figure that out. Um, while I was watching it, in addition to, you know, trying to remember that I don't know, I, I, I have to go back and listen to our episode or whatever, because I don't know what I ranked the Curse of Paladon as a story, but the fact that I have zero memory of it or like <laughs> only vague well. memory of it doesn't like, yeah, put it high on the list of uh, TARDISes. So, um, 
Yeah, it wasn't like this was like oh, like oh, we're back here. How cool! Yep, we reviewed um, basic Curse of Paladin back on Earth Station Who episode one seventy one. Wow, is that before Mary? Um, no, Mary started with episode one hundred. Yeah, okay, cool. I remember doing it. Cool. Yep. Um. Yeah. That said, um, yeah, it's uh, you know, six episode third doctor story so there's a lot of padding um very very limited sets here we're just going back and forth back and forth to the same locations back and forth and may i point out that that secret passage to the mines is like the worst kept secret on the planet (laughs) i don't know why everybody (laughs) even the ice warriors are like let's go let's go back to the mine like i was like What's the point of like even having a curtain at this point over it? <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, it's like that was an obvious. What are you trying to hide, <laughs> folks? Come on. And there were a couple um, times when they were playing with that torch lever that it felt like it was about to pop off the wall. Yes. Yeah, it looked like it was about to fall, and the actors were desperately trying to keep it in. Keep it upright. Yeah. And, it, and it's a real shame. I mean, you already mentioned about uh, Sarah Jane and, and, you know, they, it seemed like in the second or third episode, they were, t- you know, she was bonding with the queen and I thought that was going to go somewhere yes. interesting, but it went nowhere. Like, nowhere. like you've got six episodes here. You can do something with this and they, they don't, that they don't do insane. anything with it. Yeah. There's yep. no reason to think that after the doctor and Sarah, like, split like this this system of government is going to last very long no she's just as much a puppet at the end as she was at the beginning there's there's no growth there at all because she does not do anything she yeah she doesn't really understand what happened um and uh yeah i don't i don't bode it doesn't bode well if if in fact we return to paladin i don't expect things to be that much better (laughs) so i know they have returned in there in the in the big finish but oh exactly um, I don't know. I don't know any more details than that. So I don't. Uh, also, it's I been know. five. It's been five years since we actually listened to this pot, the, the first one. So in maybe five years, we'll go back and <laughs> listen to the big finish. <laughs> I, mean, I also have to yeah. say, Alpha Centauri is like the most incompetent ambassador that ever walked Peloton or any other planet. <laughs> I mean, yeah. oh man, they have no idea. Uh, I, I like, don't know like how to tell, run these controls. I don't know what to do. You could tell that. Eckersley was the bad guy from like the moment he opened his mouth on screen. It's like incredibly obvious. And she has, she, he it, has no idea at all. And he, it just takes bad advice and does stupid things and doesn't listen at all. Like, no, it's wow. a good way to put it. Yeah, it's... I um, I did like uh, I, you know, once the Ice Warriors were involved, I was like, okay, this stepped up a notch for me because I do like better. the Ice Warriors. Yeah. Um, and I did like uh the character and the actor playing him, um, Commander Azak Azaz or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the cat, the commander of the Ice Warriors. Uh, he was he was pretty threatening and pretty good chewing scenery mm-hmm. so i like yes. i liked him as the as a bad guy i thought he was pretty good yeah um, i mean i agree i think like the last two or three episodes are definitely better 
than the first half. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, something's happening. Right. <laughs> All you had were miners being vaporized by this holographic monster. It was like, really? It's like, yeah. it just was not good. And then when the Ice Warriors popped up, um, the commander actually was very fair. You know, this is your, you know, this is your trial, you know, just talking to him. And, but then again, you know, you're a formidable foe, doctor, you know, blah, 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 you know. And he wasn't like the, just the diabolical, you know, guy who's doing, you know, soliloquies or, you know, talking about his plans. Monologuing. Yeah, exactly. So I found that at least somewhat interesting for that. Yeah, you could kind of tell he was frustrated. He's like, we've had like 10 ways to kill this guy and we haven't done it yet. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> and how many times did the doctor die in this in this storyline? Yeah. And uh, Sarah yeah. fall yeah. apart each time because she believed it? It's like you would think by like the third or fourth time she would be like, you know, maybe he's not dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I found it interesting. I mean, this is not her first rodeo. Um, and so she's been traveling with the third doctor for a little while now. And, and, uh, I do like the fact that she's just like, during the first part, she's just like, can we just go? Like, let's just get out of here and go. Let's, like, let's leave their problems. Their, their problems are their problems, right? Let's just get out of here. Um, and, uh, uh, but apart from that, I was surprised when she didn't recognize the ice warriors, um, uh, because I thought she had been in one with them, but maybe, I guess not. Um, no, it and was Joe, it was Joe to, Grant. And she doesn't seem to really know, like, I guess she hasn't really done a lot of, like, future ones or whatever, because she doesn't seem to really understand, like, the Federation and how things are working and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but that just could be because she, she's not written well. <laughs> Maybe because she's written like Joe Grant. Yeah, well, she's not written well, but but I don't think she's really encountered that either. No. So the, the other thing I noticed is that they kept talking about uh galaxy five and i know that uh galaxy four is a whole serial with the first doctor is there right. any relation there it's the galaxy right next to it <laughs> it's the galaxy next door i, kept thinking I don't think i never really <laughs> i don't think i've ever it. heard like the galaxies or areas in space referred to in doctor who as like numbers like galaxy one galaxy like you know this is the this is one of those rare exceptions. I thought Galaxy Four was just a a serial, but it looks like they tried to actually expand it out to a Galaxy Five, and I don't think there's mentioned again another galaxy, at least not that I've seen. I think they no. just didn't have a lot of imagination, <laughs> so we're like, "What are we going to well, call the galaxy?" Uh, we had Galaxy Four. Let's call it Galaxy well, Five. I mean, they named the 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 ambassador Alpha Centauri, and I'm like, that's not a name. No, <laughs> like, it didn't even make sense. Just yeah, make up a name. Kind of, <laughs> you know, it is kind of disappointing. I mean this this was. I mean, this is Barry Letts and Terrence Sticks, and usually they have a pretty good track record. Um, it's written by, it's the last story written by Brian Hales, who has written, like, he wrote the first one, Curse of Paladon. Um, and he also wrote, uh, The Smugglers and Seeds of Death. Um, so I, I don't know, I, I know Seeds of Death was, I think, pretty interesting, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like we liked Seeds of Death. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, Smugglers doesn't ring a bell with Isn't me. Smugglers missing? 
Oh, is it? Isn't that a oh, yes. yeah, it is missing. Yeah, it's completely missing the first serial. Yeah, it says so, or the first uh, part of that. Yeah, so uh, so that's missing. So so yeah, I mean, I expect you know you expect better from this team. I mean, obviously you can't uh, you can't stay on target every time. <laughs> every once in a while, a shot misfires, but um, yeah. Yeah, the just, idea of going through this was not great. No, it just felt kind of phoned in, especially the first part. I, I will agree with you. I get once the ice warriors show up, it does get better. But it's boy, it's a slog getting through those first three episodes to get there. Well, getting to that getting to that point was yeah, it, torture. It's, it's pretty boring. Mm. It's a and lot I love the special effects they used for that alarm with the, the circles around the oh, people's heads. Yeah. It was like, wow, somebody was codochroming it in. <laughs> just like, wow. It was, there was just, it was just really, really interesting. And it was also, I found really neat that you got the TARDIS at the beginning and then at the end, but you didn't see the, the interior of the TARDIS once in this. I wonder if this is what the period when the TARDIS interior was all damaged or something. Because, you know, not, and this is in real life, not on, right. not in Doctor Who, because you know now, oh, the TARDIS is being repaired, you know, because it's blah blah blah. But um, back then, I know that the original TARDIS set had been very like water damaged, and the wood was warping and stuff like that, and they yeah. had to rebuild it. Hmm, but yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I'm not sure when that happened. They so, were going to build way, a new interior anyway for Tom. So for Tom, well, this is what I don't this, think. This is the second to the last. Second to last one. Yep, because next one is uh, the Spider Planet. Yeah, which we did review. Yes, and we we actually liked that one, but that was when we were doing yes. all the regenerations, right? And everything. So. I generally speaking, I. I like the third Doctor stories. Um, they they usually move, even though a lot of them are six parts. They usually move pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, but then again, a lot of them, are the ones certainly on Earth-based uh, feature the Master, which is always really cool. Yeah, that's um, true. And he's not in this at all. And I don't know. I don't want to say it suffers just because of that. I mean, it suffers for well, a lot of other reasons, too. By this point, uh, Delgado had been killed in the auto accident. That was oh wow. Part of the, that was part he because he passed away between the um the the season with um when Joe and then Sarah took over. Okay, and everything, and he was in an auto accident. That's why you didn't see the master at all in this season. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and you know that was also per- one of the reasons Pertwee left the show because him and Delgado were really good friends, and he was really shook up by what happened. Yeah, I could see that being hard to continue after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I really so. like the Third Doctor most of the time. This just isn't a very well written story. Yeah, no. I mean, John's all right in it. Um, he, he does the know. best he can with what he's given. Right. <laughs> Yes, he 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 rises up uh, yes. above the material, um, and unfortunately, you know, poor Elizabeth is just you know 
drowning and she can't rise up because she's given nothing. Yeah, I mean, she really, seriously, nothing. It is sad yeah. how underused she is here and how, like you said, just there was, instead of all the filler, you could have developed the relationship between her and the queen and they could have been, you know, trying to sabotage things or whatever and mm-hmm. nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah, no, yeah. Don't disagree with either of you guys. It was, it, there was just a lot of weirdness in this one. And yeah. so. It's a, the, the, <laughs> I was thinking about the title because uh, I um, I keep saying in my head and everything, I keep saying monsters, plural, uh, Paladin. And it's just monster. The title is monster. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I, I, they're not really referring to Agador because Agador is not really a monster in this. The real monsters are the human. I don't know if that's what they were going for or not, but I mean, of course, Agador looks. Yeah, Agador looks Mm -hmm. awful um, as a costume. Oh, the costume was awful, and the afro wigs that the poor oh, miners God. had to wear. Yeah, that the, was an The blonde streaks choice. in it. Yeah. I I yeah. like those. I will admit I I like that. I you know, I I, I did dig that. I thought it was simple but yet kind of cool. I, I thought it. they they looked like very they, 70s. They had some leftover yes. bright Frankenstein wigs and they just cut them down. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe uh from young they got the Wigs cheap from Mel Brooks or something from Young <laughs> Frankenstein or something. <laughs> no, Madeline Kahn doesn't need those wigs anymore. So here, well, take them. They're cheap. Yeah, and well, they're not well fitting wigs either, and that's not helping. No. Yeah, there's no, some no. that are better yeah. than others, uh, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it was just ridiculous. The the one guy who was the attache to the queen, you know, who was, he was basically the religious, you know, guy and everything. And, you know, for the first three episodes, he was trying to kill the doctor because he was, you know, he is a traitor. He is with galaxy five, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, you know, he shows all his compassion to, to Sarah after the doctor's killed for the third time on the show. He was a good man. He was really, you know, and I was like, yeah. where did this guy come from? You know, yeah, not exactly a well-developed character. No. no, I think they were leading like they wanted to lead us. Because doesn't that happen in the first one where the 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 religious figure was chancellor or whatever um, yes. was uh, was uh, bad, like went bad or was like trying to usurp all the power. Yeah. And we kind of felt like. Bad. Yeah, you kind of feel like that. That's set up to be the same way here, but of course, it, he's just an ass. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's not a traitor. He's just an he's ass. He's just an ass. <laughs> and he just doesn't. You know, on the, he just on feels the next Pertwee by... box set, that's what it will say on the bottom of it. <laughs> That'll be the tagline. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't yeah, a traitor. Yeah. He was just an ass. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he just was threatened by. The doctor and every outsider there is. So, of course, of course, yeah, of course. Just so your classic xenophobe. Mm-hmm. And they have them so often on Doctor Who. But, but it was interesting, and you know, 
I can't say this was a stellar one, folks. I really can't. Uh, I'd nah, skip it. It's not one I would show it to a first-time viewer. Oh, God. Yeah, no. Maybe not even. No. No. And even, even if it was somebody, oh, I want to watch the third Doctor story. Right. Do not, not show not it. Not this one. <laughs> no. There's a lot of good yeah. ones. I don't, I don't think it's the worst, although I'd have to really sit down and think about the worst. Uh, and there's still a lot of John Pertwee ones I haven't seen, so I don't right. know if I can really uh, qualify to make that decision at this point. But I, I believe that there, like, I don't think it's horrible, um, but it's just not. There's so many, so many that are better. Yes, agreed, agreed, agreed. So let's go ahead and rate this one: one out of five Tardises. One being the worst. And remember, one is the worst, folks. <laughs> you know, we can't. And five being the best. So I'll let Mike Gord go first tonight. Uh, I'm just going to give it a two and a half. Um, just because it's it's just there. <laughs> it's just, like, uh, <laughs> it really it's, sums like, it up. It doesn't really, like, you know, do anything great. But uh, I don't think it does anything, like, absolutely terrible either like i didn't feel like when i was watching this i'm like oh my god i need something like what else can i do um i mean it's still moved and i still like watching you know even though she was handled poorly i still miss elizabeth slayton yeah. and it's nice to see her it's really nice to see her mm -hmm. okay. and it's always cool to see john pertwee as well of course it's always great to see pertwee all right mary what do you got i'm gonna go even lower even though I really love John Pertwee and Elizabeth Sladen, but I'm only going to give it a two because mostly because it's just so many missed opportunities. I mean, just to have it, to have an actress at like Elizabeth Sladen and a character like Sarah and do nothing with them is a crime. So for that alone, <laughs> I, I take off three points. So yeah. And I would, I, I would really counsel everybody unless you, unless you're really, really, like a completist, you're perfectly fine with skipping this one. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go with three on this one. Mm. And I respect what everyone says and everything. I gave it a three because you got Pertwee fight scenes. And... <laughs> well, those are critical. <laughs> yeah, that's, those are that's fun. True. Yeah, those were, I think those were some of the best parts of the story. You know, the sword fight. The knockout, you know, fighting and everything, seeing the stunt double a couple times <laughs> instead of Pertwee yeah. when, you know, Pertwee got flipped or something. And it was just like, oh, there's the stunt double. So it was a ton of fun to watch and it was cheese at its best. And like you said, if you're a completist, by all means, watch this one. But if you are a newcomer to the Pertwee era or Doctor Who in general, please pass this one up and we can yeah. give give you a full if, list of ones that are, that are much, so much better. better. Yeah. If the yeah. title if the title of a third Doctor story has the word paladin in it, you can skip it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just yeah. Not, not great. Yeah. We will, I mean we won't I don't know. Like mention. I said, I don't know what I ranked the original, uh, the first one. Uh, but the fact that I have basically no memory of it, uh, yeah, it tells me that it's not necessary. If anyone ever wants to go back to episode one and listen all the way through and make a spreadsheet of what we each person rated those. That would oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. So, you know what? I think that would be a great challenge. And we'll give you an ESO reward for doing it. <laughs> you'll get a sticker. <laughs> you'll, get a, you'll get a star on your forehead. <laughs> so it would be kind of cool. So definitely that's going to wrap up the episode for tonight, folks. Thank you guys for listening so, so much. Mr. Mike, thank you as always. And as always, it's my pleasure. Ms. Mary, you want to promote your stuff? Yes, you can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVisionArts. Awesome. And of course, before we get out of here, uh, depending when you're listening to this episode, we are going to be at Pensacon in, the, in a week and a half from now. And we are going to be doing a Doctor Who panel at Pensacon on February 25th at 12.15 p.m. through 1 p.m. And that's Central Time, folks, not Eastern. Um, we will be doing Doctor Who, Out with the Old, In with the New. So we'll be talking all about Jody. We'll be talking about the 14th Doctor and probably the 15th Doctor. We won't be ragging on Chris Chibnall at all. No, uh, no, 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 not at all. If me and Mary are up there, <laughs> watch out, folks. Uh, we'll time it to see how long it'll take <laughs> right. for his name to come up. So. It'll be a ton of fun. Mr. Mike, we will miss you at that show, my friend. Yeah, I wish I could be there. I wish I could be there. So, but please definitely stop by. You know, there's 14 Doctor Who guests at the show at Pensacon this year and to help amazing. celebrate the 60th anniversary. So that's awesome. All, so, you know, kudos to you, Pensacon, for doing that. And that's part of the reason we decided we wanted to go because, you know, give a chance to see some of these folks and, you know, also to harass Mark Maddox, but that's just normal. So it should Any be a ton of fun. To do that. So definitely yes, check out. That's what I'm going to miss the most. <laughs> so of course, check out pensacon.com and you should be able to see schedules. You should be able to check out, you know, where we'll be. And we have three, ESO has three panels over the weekend. So it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the 24th, 25th, and 26th. So definitely check it out. It's a ton of fun from what I hear. And you know what? Until next time, folks, my name's Mike Faber. We will see you here on Earth Station Who. Peace, and we are done. Woohoo! Boom. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. Attention, people of Earth! Looking for a way to kill half an hour every week? Try the Flopcast! It's a silly podcast about cartoons, music, comics, movies, obscure pop culture from the 70s and 80s, and chickens. <laughs> Join us! Bring coffee! We're on the ESO Network. And we're at Flopcast.net. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store.
which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.